Would you like to become a fascinating personality, break free from plateaus, and gain power over your mental resources and your full potential? You came to the right place. Welcome to a magical journey to yourself. This show is made in Germany. If you like the show, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or PureMindMagic.club. Welcome to Season 1, Shaping Your Reality. And here is your host, international magician, speaker, and book author, Victoria Mavis. gentlemen thanks for joining me today at pure mind magic and december 16th of the advent calendar so i changed the idea of guests i wanted to have for today so today will be on the show david ralph he is UK's number one podcast trainer and his shows reached over 600 million downloads already. I had the great honor to be on his show as well and I had a great time because he's so lively, high energetic and just an awesome podcaster. David talks about lead generation and how you can use podcasting as a great marketing tool for any business. We will also dive into productivity because he developed a great system where he really can enjoy holidays on a quite regular basis and then come back returned with full charged batteries to get back to work highly motivated. So this will be a really great episode about podcasting. We will also talk about his show Join Up Dots. So stay with us for this great interview. And before we started, here is your gift tip for the day. Today it is an essential oil box storage that holds 75 bottles of different oils and you have like three drawers you can push out and get the oils. There's also a complete agenda which oil to use for whatever so it's a really natural way of healing different things and just improving your mood or get uh, relief from stress or get in a better Christmas mood. So this is a really nice gift because it looks beautiful as a said so the oil box by the way is out of wood so that definitely makes a great gift with yeah a lot of creativity on how to use the oils inside so check it out as always there will be a link to get this gift from amazon directly below this episode in the show notes and it is marked as always in red so you can very easily find it and now I think you are ready for the interview, so let's welcome to the show David Ralph. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Victoria. It's an absolute delight to be here. I'm a huge fan of not only your podcast, but your, your magic and everything you do. You're, you're leading the way. 
thanks. Very kind words for the beginning. And I know, David, you left a very nice review in UK. So thanks for that. Always nice when the audience gets back. So before we jump into this interesting interview today, can you share a unique secret about you with us? Yeah, I suppose my unique secret, um, there's two really, in the business sense, is I try to do less and less work. That's that's the number one thing that I try to do. I'm trying to create the smallest, most profitable business on, on earth, really, I suppose, which goes sort of contra to what everybody else does. In my personal life, a secret is um, I quite like to do sumo dancing in my underpants to wind my wife up. If, 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 that, if that's a secret I can share with you, Victoria. Yes, David, that sounds really unique. So this is something special. <laughs> I can Im imagine that. And sometimes it's too bad that it's a podcast and not a podcast. So I would love to see that. So, but maybe one day, you never know, but I'm sure you'll wife will enjoy your performance she doesn't like it victoria yeah. she hates it she hates it but um <laughs> but if you're going to be my audience from now on then that's fine by me <laughs> great so david you accomplished a lot of things already and i like your approach that you are working to work less can you give the listeners a short overview who you are and what you're doing Yeah, my, well, my name is David Ralph, and I'm a UK podcaster. I'm the host of a, a top show called Join Up Dots, which has been going since 2014. We've done about 1,200 episodes, and um, I run my whole business from the back of my garden. So when you listen to my show at the beginning, it says live from the back of his garden. And that was a kind of ironic statement at the fact at, at the beginning. But now it, it is. It's, it's a matter of fact. That's what I do. So I have a 15 second commute up to my garden. I record my shows. I connect across the world. Um, hopefully, unfortunately, I make a lot of money, but then I disappear as well. And that's one of the things I love doing, Victoria, switching off everything. So I don't have a mobile phone. I don't have a cell phone i don't have a tablet i don't have anything so when i turn off my desktop pc that's me gone and so many people are amazed that i can operate my business that way but that is i suppose the leading point of where we're going to go to in today's conversation Yes, very true. And I think you mentioned a very good point here, David. It's really like you, from time to time, you have to unplug because today there's technical stuff everywhere, wherever we are going. We are seeing things, we are hearing things, and this sucks a lot of our energy out. And I think to really have time, think things through, create new things, come up with new content and all that, and think about what your next steps will be. It is so important to unplug, switch everything off and just be offline. What would you say? Well, I agree totally. And I do that literally all the time. I come up and I work for about three hours and then I turn it off. And as I say, no one can get in contact with me. My wife can't get in contact with me. My kids can't. Um, it drives people mad because they want to get in contact with me. But um, if you set your stall out, it does give your brain a chance to refresh. And I find all the best ideas I have that lead me forward to my business is when I'm on vacation. 
and I'm just walking around, not really thinking about anything. And then bang, ah, what a great idea. And I, I can't wait to get back and sort of implement it. So I think that's one of the problems that so many people have in their business. And it's something that I'm very, very aware of. You're running on fumes all the time. You think that you've got to be contactable. You've got to be able to contact people. If somebody sends a message to you, then they should get an instant response. And I don't think it works that way. I really don't. So on things like emails, I set it out that if you're a listener of my show, you'll get a response as soon as possible. If you're a guest of the show within two weeks, and if you're anybody else within a month. And I've had that for quite a while. And it just means that I can go up, spend an hour, get them all done, and then just move on. And I'm not constantly checking. So I do think you really do need some breathing space. But believe me, the world doesn't seem to think the same way as I do. <laughs> At least not yet, I would say. So you said what is really magical that you are working to work less. And I think There is this tendency at the moment, really, again, this concept of working smart, not working hard. So what is your approach? How do you make it happen to really work less but accomplish more? Well, my um, process has changed, I'll be honest. I was the classic person that did a leap of faith, left my corporate gig to become a UK podcaster. And really, other than thinking, I reckon I could do this, I had no comprehension about how difficult it was to build an online business. So in the early days, I was working 20 hours a day and people were saying, David, you look terrible. You know, you, why are you doing this? And I, I kept on saying to him, oh, I've only got another couple of months of this effort and then then we'll be there, we'll be there. And uh, I kind of ran out of steam and I'd never heard the word, well, I'd heard the word burnout and people talk about burnout, but I'd never actually experienced it. Now, Victoria, I can look back and I could say, yeah, not only did I go through it once, I went through it twice and I made myself physically ill and um, I was in a real bad state. So from that point, I knew that I had to do something different and I needed to change. And so little by little, I've been scaling back. And one of the things that I do, there's two things, there's Parkinson's law, which basically is a concept where and any kid out there that's got homework and they have to do it, if they get given eight hours to do that homework, that homework's going to take eight hours. And if they get six weeks in the school holiday, they will leave it till the very last minute to get it done. And so a lot of us give ourselves too much time to do a task. And so those tasks expand into that time. So people will be at their desk for like six hours and they haven't actually done six hours work. They've only done maybe half hour work that's allowed it to expand. So I'm very aware of that. And also, I look at the 80-20 principle. I know where my rewards are coming. So I spend all my time focusing in on where those rewards are coming from and everything else I don't do. So I don't go on Facebook. I don't really go on LinkedIn. I don't go on Twitter. I don't go on anywhere, really, because I know that's not where my rewards are coming from. And once you get that and you get clarity, now, basically, what I do, I work a month and then I switch off. And I don't do anything for a month. And I stroll around the garden. I go off on holiday and vacation. And it's like doing four weeks waiting for your holiday to turn up. And then your holiday starts. And after two weeks of your holiday, you're getting a bit itchy to get back to it as well. But you, you're refreshed all the time. So it's a six-month-on, six-month-off in bite-sized chunks all the way through. 
very nice. And I know exactly the Parkinson's law and that is so true and it, it works all the time. It's the same with money. So when you make more money, you spend more money. It's, mm. it's the same, yeah? So <laughs> I, I like your approach, what you're doing there. And I think this is very clever to take this time off completely. So what would you say, David, how can people start when they listen that? Because sometimes our life can be really overwhelming. There is a lot to do and the to-do list seems to never end. So what would you advise? How is it possible to start to build some chunks or what is your strategy to just get started? Yeah, I think you can't do it. It's, it's like trying to lose 30 stone overnight. You're not going to do it. So you've just got to do it in bite-sized chunks. So if you're aware that you're constantly looking at your phone all the time, just try to reduce it by a couple of hours a day, lock it in a drawer, um, and then come back. And then after a while, you'll realize that actually, you're not getting that many messages in those two hours, and you can just deal with them in five minutes instead of constantly looking at it. And It's the bite-sized batching process. Instead of walking up the stairs, because my wife is a great one, Victoria, of walking up the stairs, coming back down, and then going back up the stairs the next minute, and then come back down, and she just keeps on going up and down the stairs. And I say to her, why don't you just look around and see everything that needs to go upstairs in one go? But... I, I can't convince her to do that. But that's the kind of thing that I do mentally. It's a mindset shift. I look at what needs to be done and I don't just skip around. I look and I think, right, that needs to be done. That needs to be done. That needs to be done. I'm going to do all this in this half hour. I set a timer and the timer goes on my computer and I literally race against time to get it done. And more often than not, I don't think you hardly ever fail in that half hour. You get it going. But as you get better at it, you take it down to 20 minutes. You take it down to 15 minutes. So like on my podcast, I used to, well, I do. I do very lengthy um, introductions. Um, it's one of the things that my show is known for. And when I first started doing it, it used to take me two hours a show. Now I, it, I take about 15 to 10 minutes because I've just got better at doing it all the time. So it is. It's just looking at what time you're wasting and try to rein it in. And you will be amazed at how much time that you've got that really hasn't been optimized. Yes, that makes a lot of sense what you're saying there. And I think it's a good way to start. So you mentioned your podcast. Can you tell us a little bit more about your podcast? Where did the idea come from to become a podcaster? And what exactly is your podcast all about? Yeah, well, the show's called Join Up Dots, and it's based around a speech that Steve Jobs, the old Apple guy, did back in 2005 when he stood up in front of a load of students and, and basically told three stories. And it's the, the fantastic, as he called it, the connect the dot stories. And basically the premise of it, Victoria, is you can't really see how you got somewhere until you look back and you join up the dots. And then you can go, oh, yeah, I can see. That job that I thought was a complete dead-end job actually led on to that job and then that job and then here I am a world famous magician um, and so I got this speech given to me when I was in corporate land and I was, I was coming to the end of my life in corporate land but I didn't know what to do because I'd always worked in an office I couldn't actually see how I could transition any of those skills into my own business and then I listened to a podcast And I listened to a podcast. I thought, I mean, I could do this. And then I listened to another one. And once I'd listened to three, I thought, this is it. This, this is what I'm going to do. So I leapt 
and started podcasting and I did an hour 20 episodes seven days a week live and I did that for a year and then my audience said um, I said to them for the second year what would you like from join up darts what would you like and they said less of it less of it and I went really and they said, yeah, we can't keep up with it. I just thought people were going to randomly pick episodes here, there or everywhere. But they weren't. They were trying to listen to seven hours plus of content a week. And um, so I slowed down. Um, and then that allowed me a bit of breathing space to start building my business. So I started focusing in on podcast training. Um, and then I've deviated from that. And I've just got sort of like four or five things going on at any one time. But it did. It all led from that, that, that concept of if you take action, then you can look back and you can join up your dots. And I'm sure, Victoria, you'd be able to do the same. Yes, and I really love the presentation as well with connecting the dots. And it's really when we look back that our life and our decisions make sense, but we can't foresee what's happening and what's coming. So I really love this approach you're taking there. And you mentioned that you help podcasters get started and you created the website Podcasters Mastery. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you are doing there and how you work to teach people podcasting? Well, yeah, I used to do it a lot. And that was the bulk of my business. And then one of the things I realized, Victoria, that a lot of people were, as we say in the United Kingdom, I don't know if it's a common phrase across the world, putting the horse in front of the cart, um, or the cart in front of the horse, that's a better way. And um, basically, that means that they were starting podcasting, but didn't have anything to hang on it. They didn't have a business. And so they were just like podcasting and not making any money and then stopping. And I realized that was the case. And so I've started a new course over the last few months really where I teach people to actually find their ideal business and start building it into a business then if they want to lead on to podcasting they can do it because podcasting is amazing for building your personal brand so I've got yeah about three or four different sort of um, structures but I like that as well because you know in two months time I might go back to doing podcasting training again you know a bit, but that was getting a bit flat um, and so I just have all these little things that I go I think I'll do that next month. I see if I can get some clients. Yeah, that's quite easy to get clients. I do that and then I switch that off for three months and I do something else. And I think that's one of the things that people struggle with in, in corporate land, that that feeling of same old, same old all the time. And when it's something that you are creating yourself, you should never get into that. Because if you're going to you know, start your own job, you shouldn't make it into a job. It should be, what am I doing today? Brilliant. This is going to be fantastic. I'm really looking forward to this. And I'm sure that's what you do yourself, Victoria, that you're, you're doing one conference, you're doing one performance, you're going off to different countries and stuff. It might have similarities, but there's got to be an element of, this is good. I quite fancy this. And once you get that, you, you kind of never work again, do you think? Yes, and I think this is just the best feeling. And it's also very amazing how you described how you became a podcaster. So you're in the club as well, like me. And this is why I've written the book, How Podcasting Can Change Your Life. Because for me, it started like for you. So I listened to podcasts and then I just thought, this is for me, just like you. And I started it and you're right. Um, you're right. So podcasting is really amazing. And I think there is still a huge potential and an invisible world. Just a few people can see yet, but it will mm. change. I'm sure. 
Yeah, I, I think it is picking up speed. Um, it does disappoint me that so many people start and then they stop. Um, and I think that's one of the issues. They see the podcast as the leading thing, but you should have something to back it up with and then start podcasting. So I say to all the businesses out there, if you haven't got a podcast, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Um, but if you haven't got a business, then create the business first. That's the way I see it. Yes, very good advice, I think. And uh, I, I guess the only exception is when you really want to start a business around podcasting. So then maybe you create a podcast first, but you're absolutely right that it is good you have a business and then use podcasting as a marketing tool, what I think most people would do. So David, we connected through LinkedIn. This is where I have found you and your amazing profile. And you are saying there that you help people in lead generation and doing lead generation that is a lot of fun. Can you share a few secrets with us about that? Yeah, well, there's no secret at all, Victoria. You know, I just come from it going, if I want to sell bread, where do I sell it to? I, I sell it to the people that's going to be the hungriest and I just go out and find it. And I find so many people have like a scattergun approach to their marketing, which just sort of gets them down. They're, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're building up all this kind of traffic, but they forget the important thing. It's not the right traffic for their business. It's just kind of a numbers game. So I believe the most important thing for anything, for any business, for your business, is search. If you can find the people that are searching for you first of all, then position yourself so that you are front and center of those search results, you're already 50% to 60% ahead of the game, i.e. people are looking for what you have got. You're saying, hello, I've got it. Let's talk. And that's kind of lead generation. So when I started focusing in on podcasting, for example, I did everything. I was all over the shop. And um, little by little, I realized, looking at the 80-20, that most of it wasn't making a blind bit of difference. And you're kind of frightened to stop it in case it does. So I just went cold to turkey and I turned everything off. And I looked at what was actually making a difference and what wasn't. And I turned some of it back on and some of it off. And I just do that in my own business. So I think the biggest thing that you can do and anyone can do is understand Google. Because that's where people go to find information. That's where people go to find solutions. And solutions lead to problems and people will pay for problems. And that's where lead generation comes into it. So every business that I build, I'm very, very focused on that. Where are the people looking for me? How do I put myself in front of them? And it becomes easier and easier. It really does. And now I have people around the world just sort of dropping in my lap, really. I don't do any webinars. I don't do any of the sort of cold calling that people do. They just come through to me. I have a little chat with them, just like we're doing now. And I basically say to them, look, I don't need your business. If you want to work with me, you can. But it's, you know, I, I don't really mind either way. And more often than not, I would say my conversion rates are about 90%. So it works very well that way. Wow, that is a magical conversion rate, I would say. So when some of the listeners are interested at the moment in learning more how you can make that happen and how you can make people come to you instead of chasing them all around the world, what does it look like to work with you and how can they reach out? 
Well, what I do, I do a, a, on this concept that we're talking now, I do a month course and there's, there's basically four parts to this course. And the first thing is most people come to me and they go, I'd love a business. Oh, I'd love to have control of my own business. And I say to them, you know, what would you like to do? I haven't got a clue. I've got no idea. I don't know what I can bring to the world. And even last night, I was just having a chat with a guy. And within 20 minutes, we came up with an idea that he just lit up. He said, this is so brilliant. I'd never been able to see this. So the first sort of stage is find the business that's right for you because it's no good just doing a business if you end up hating it. And I've seen so many people. And I always say, Victoria, this is one of my phrases. If anyone comes up to me and I say to them, you know, I've got a job. It's a million pound a month. Would you want it? And everyone will go, yeah, brilliant. What's it for? And I go, right, I need you to bend over and I'm going to ram something really hot into your bottom every five seconds. That million pound won't mean anything and you would quit. Um, you know, so people start thinking that it's the money that's the important thing, but it's not. It's the it's the thing you're doing. And then if you do that right, money becomes a no issue anyway. And then it's how do you get that thing, that passion in front of other people? And so it just works in a sort of four-step way, but we certainly do not focus in on let's make a business that creates a lot of money we make sure that it's the right business for you you know you love magic i can see that i can see the videos you just light up when you're doing that you like at the core you like shocking people you like delighting people you like the 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 interaction between people i can see that with you and you would do it if there was no money because you just love doing it would i be right yes you are and if I offered you a million pound a month and I was going to ram some red hot poker into your bottom, would you take it? Certainly not. Yeah. No, certainly not. And nobody would. But they would they would start with it and they would think about it. And, uh, you know, I've spoken to people that have created million pound businesses and you think, oh, that must be amazing. And they've smashed it up because it's just like driven them almost to an early grave. It's just not the right business for you. And everybody has got a right business because to use that phrase again of joining up the dots, we've lived a life of experience. We know what we like when we don't look for money and we just like doing it. And it might be the case that you're in a cubicle, but actually at the weekends, you love walking over hills. So create a business when you take other people over hills and, you know, it all ties up with your passions, I believe. Yes, that is so true. So, David, you would say that this is a big mindset question when it comes to deciding what business you start? Uh, yeah, I think you, what, it's not so much mindset. I think it is that you've got to ask the big questions. You've got to ask, what do I truly love? And break free from the, it's a job. You're not supposed to love it. I think that's rubbish now. I think you should love your job. And um, you, you really have to delve down because there are so many businesses. As you're sitting here listening to this podcast, just look around and you'll look at your, your Android. You'll look at the speakers, the headphones, the desk, the seat the bus driver, everything is a business. Everywhere we go, somebody is making money from that business. And so if there's that many businesses around, why can't you find the one that really lights you up and you don't actually have to do that? So it's not a mindset as such, but you have to ask the big question and say, if I'm going to do something I truly love, what is that thing? And that's a, that's a bit of a stretch because people don't know. They just they forget what their passions are truly. I mean, from the mindset, it's more like focusing on what you're passionate about, what you love doing instead of where can you make quickly a lot of money. 
I think it's a little bit more than that. I think what it is, is actually accepting that you can be selfish, you know, and selfish is a good thing. You know, do what you love. And when I quit my job, so many people said to me, you know, David, you've got a really good salary, you've got a family, you've got all this, you know, what are you doing it for? And not one person said to me, I understand why you're doing it. It was always about the external people, the family, the kids, the parents and all that, that I was supporting them. And I think this is the first time that I've been truly selfish and said, no, I've got to do this for me. And I think it pans out. I really do think it pans out because you're willing to put that much more effort into it. But you do need to, I I think, you know, I know that you've got Ron G. Holland, who I know um, as your business mentor. You do need somebody to help you stay on track and point you in the right way and learn from their experience. That's the problem I think a lot of people do, Victoria. They decide they want to do these things and then they've got no one to say, I've already been through this six times. I know the easy route. So you should really invest in in a coach or a mentor um, and that makes it so much easier. But yeah, just be selfish and do what you want to do. Yes, an interesting approach and I think this can really take you ahead of the game. So David, you said in the beginning before I hit the record button that you already are planning a new project. So I want to want you to reveal the secret. What is it all about and when can we see it? Well, it's going to be probably in about three or four months. But at the moment, what I, I'm doing is I, I started off on the podcast training, um, wrote a book about it. I did a lot of sort of profile on that. And then I started looking at newbies and thinking to myself, right, how can I get them up and running with a business? That's going really well and we're flying on that. And so I'm now looking at businesses and so many businesses are out there that are quite rubbish at marketing themselves, really. And so that's a different approach where I will probably bring in the personal branding to the business, bring in the podcasting skills and actually say to people who have got an online or offline business, you know, that's already running and established. We can we can multiply your lead generation just by doing two or three good stuff. Um, and if you do that, it doesn't take a lot to actually spin a business on its head and start people, you know, breathing life into it again. Things don't have to be flat because there's so much traffic out there. Everywhere we go, somebody is searching, looking. Why can't it be looking for you? Very nice set here. So sounds a little bit like turnaround management, really helping people when they are stuck, showing them new opportunities. So I love that. David, when the listeners would like to connect with you, how is this best possible? Maybe on social media or LinkedIn, like we connected or by email, what would you suggest? Well, the best way is come over to my website, joinupdots.com, and there's a contact form at the bottom, and you can just send a message through to me. That goes through to the emails, and as I say, I prioritize it to the, the people I respond to the quickest. And so if it's one of your listeners, um, just mention that you heard us on this show, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Fantastic. So do you have some final thoughts, motivational words, everything, anything you would like to leave the listeners with in this episode? Yeah, I would say that every single one of you is put on this planet for a reason. 
You've been leading up to that reason. You've had the skills. You've had the experience. I have interviewed 1,200 people, and every single one of them have said, when I realized what I was here for, life became easy. And so really think about it. You know, that person who is paying you to do the job is only paying you one salary. Why can't you take those skills and put it online and then a hundred people pay you for that? It's just scale. And that is the biggest step where people think I've got nothing to offer. You have. You have lived the life 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, whatever, 20 years, 30. You have got that experience that only you've got. What is your employer paying you for and how can you put that online so that multiple people pay you for it? Very good approach here. So, David, thank you so much for being on Pure Mind Magic today. You have been an amazing guest sharing so much wisdom around your productivity and how you approach work and really work less. Also, what got you into podcasting. And I would love to stay in contact. I would love to have you on my show as a guest, Victoria. Would you like to come and join up some dots with me? Sure. It would be an honor. Thank you so much for the invitation, David. Well, you come across and we will we'll connect again. But um, until the next time, thank you, Victoria, and thank you for all your listeners allowing me to share some time with you. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to Pure Mind Magic and my interview with David Ralph today. I'm sure you picked up some great advice from UK's number one a podcast trainer. Make sure to check out all his shows and listen to them as well. So... Also, a quick reminder, the gift tip of today was the essential box for 75 bottles of oil made of wood. And the link is for you in the show notes. Wondering who's my guest tomorrow? It will be a really high profile guest on the show will be Cameron Harold. He's a business mentor and CEO coach, self-made millionaire, and is also the co-author of the book, The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs, that he wrote together with Hale Erold. He is the author of the book, Double Double, How You Double Your Income or Revenue. And we will talk about focused actions to get fast results and also some other insights from his book. Also, very interesting how much money he invests in masterminds in a year to get him to the next level. So make sure you tune in tomorrow for this interview with Cameron Herald or for today. Until tomorrow, create some magic.